the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hi, hi, hi. Here comes Fat Albert. What are you talking about, fool? You want a quaalude? He relaxes you. Come on, Woody. Behave yourself. So it's tax time. A lot going on, right? Are you with me? A lot of tariff talk these days. A lot of, like, I see so much. I see, uh, I see, I see a lot of people making bad investment decisions, and it just makes me, well, troubled. So it's a crazy week. Because you get Mark Zuckerberg scheduled to testify in front of the Senate Judiciary and Commerce Committees on Tuesday. The House Energy and Commerce Committee on Wednesday. It's going to be awkward. You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. His company has run a, a Zuck instead of running a muck. Get it? It's run oh, a Zuck. Boy, is this great! It's going to be awkward to watch Zuckerberg, who's more comfortable in a hoodie, don a jacket and tie. T-shirt and hoodie, jacket and tie. No, thank you. It's going to be a combative affair. Legislators are going to grandstand. I'm Jim. No, I'm Jim Bob Billy Bob from the great state of Georgia. Are we a state? Are we a republic? Are we a confederacy? What are we? Well, anyway, don't worry. I'm using this new app on Facebook called, what am I, I'm an applesauce? And they ask me if I like the president, and they ask me if I like conservative views, and ask me if, and they know everything about me, and I told them, Mr. Zuckerberg, you must come to Congress. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't have told them, Senator Jim Bob, Billy Bob. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Holy mackerel, did we hear that once before while being pushed in the back of a police car? Yeah. And it's still true today. Time is money. No, anything you say right, put out there, that weekend that you have a bad weekend where you mix drugs and you wake up 200 miles away from where you started, drugs are bad. Anything can and will be used against you. So there's going to be some crazy grandstanding. And a lot of people think that Facebook has already hit a bottom or will hit a bottom this week. Now, you're, I know you're saying hitting a bottom, is that a euphemism for... No! The stock I'm talking about. Drop so, the Just Facebook. The sins of Facebook are considerable. Because it honestly feels like they don't know what the heck they're doing. Yes, they got played by Cambridge Analytica. Now, now, if I say it one more time, like, kind of weird, it gets more effective. Now they got played by a company called CubeU. Which ran a quiz called You Are What You Like, Apple Magic Sauce. And they said when you signed up for your terms and conditions, which you should never read. You should just skip those because what you sign can and will be used against you. 
They say that they all your information is going to be used for nonprofit academic research and has no connection whatsoever to any commercial or profit-making purpose or entity. They lied. They lied. It's like that time that person I was in love with was in love with two other people, but she said I was everything. Liar! Liar! Scarlet letter A. And what are we going to do? Do a scarlet letter Z on Zuckerberg? Uh, you know, Facebook has already come out and said, you know, we didn't know that. Uh, we told them not to break the rules, and they broke the rules. QBU contracts with advertising agencies that want to target certain types of Facebook users for ad campaigns. The company's website claims it has more than 10 million opted-in panelists on their own website. Right. They're telling us, and Facebook's like, we had no clue. So Cubule boasts on its website that it uses census data and various web and social apps on Facebook and Twitter to collect personal information. It says that on their own website. You've got to be kidding me. I know. I know. The hip bone is connected to the elbow. So Bitcoin down big on some tax loss selling. The masters pitted Nike versus Under Armour. And round one of the Nike versus Under Armour fight where Under Armour got Jordan Spieth, where they got, you know, great big-time athletes, the the dreamy Tom Brady. Mm, dreamy. They get Jordan Spieth. <coughs> they get Steph Curry, and then Steph Curry's basketball sneakers look like dad sneakers, which there's nothing wrong with dad sneakers. Mm-hmm. You with me against me. you got to choose a side. So, anyway, you get the idea. Anyway. Um there's going to be a lot going on this weekend, this week, with Zuckerberg. And sometimes there's... Have you ever heard the, the phrase, buy on the rumor, sell on the news? Well, a lot of times people shoot first and ask questions later. And when Zuckerberg gets out there and goes, we're doing it. Like, he, he's going to try to be charming, which is always interesting. Because I, I said it right there. Try to be charming. Twitter's full of bots. Do you even use Twitter? I have a Twitter account, Rob Black Show. Where I guess I'm using a bot. I don't even know if I am or aren't. You know, I, I, I publish a podcast every day. And I don't actually go to Twitter, but it magically goes to Twitter my podcast. So is that a bot? Probably. As I'm now no longer young, I'm looking to the sea. And I'm starting to think, what's ahead of me? Am I going to be free? And I live in a world that's very busy, very congested, very, um, I would almost refer to as constipated. And as we look forward, like one of the big thoughts in my head is, am I, where am I going to retire? How about you? When do you downsize? I just met a couple that, you know, they, they were from Alamo and they bought a house out in the mountains because they got successful and they had two kids and they wanted their kids to have kind of a getaway on occasion. So they didn't have to live in constipated, congested, hell of a world that's being overbuilt and overcompetitive. So this couple started to reevaluate where they were as they're pushing 70 and their kids are now parents and their parents, their kids now have grandchildren for them and they kind of want to give up the mountain home and get away from the snow and the escape of the mountains and try to find somewhere that's more of a level rancher. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? And that's one of the biggest questions certified financial planners ask. 
And I'm going to be talking with CFP Chad Burton in a couple minutes. And one of the things we're going to talk about is where do you see yourself in five years? And can, are you ready to handle that? Are you? Can you, hear, can you do a little sticks? I'm sailing away. Do you see where you're going? Are you just in a boat on a river and you don't know where you're going? It's one of the most difficult decisions we make in our life. So many of them. What college do I go to? Sometimes it happens for us and sometimes it happens fast. So we don't realize how big it is. Who do we make friends with? Where do you see yourself in five, ten years? I got an email from a guy who has no clue. And that worries me. Because that decision was made for you. Don't you love little sticks? Wasn't this album fantastic? Wasn't it almost beginning to end? This is the one that has Mr. Roboto on it. Domo. Domo. Find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter Roblox Show. I know where I'm going to be in five years. Dead behind a wheel. A heart attack. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Little Mark Foster from Foster the People. Whoa. I'm a big fan, strangely. I know you're saying you're too young to be a big fan. This guy was born right about the time you were finishing high school. What are you doing watching the American indie pop band? I, I think they're prolific. The song Pumped Up Kicks got big time international fame. Don't Stop, Helena Beat, Come Sit Next to Me. All the music's very, very different. Sacred Hearts Club. His dancing's worse than my dancing. Now, in 20, 30 years, you think I'll remember it as wrongly as I remembered Sticks? I thought Come Sail Away was on the same album as Mr. Roboto, which was on the same album as Miss Too Much Time on Hands. Three different albums. But they all merged into one. 30 years after the fact. Hmm. There you go. Okay. When Cartman did it, it's the winner. That's the one I want to go to break with. But before I go to break, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Chad, I wanted to bring up a quick concept. I just brought up that when I was young, I loved Come Sail Away and Mr. Bato and Too Much Time on My Hands and Sticks. And they sold albums instead of CDs. And then they sold downloads instead of... Uh, you get the idea instead of CDs and yeah. everything has changed ever so dramatically. Do you remember back any false memories of investing or retirement planning or anything like that? Do you, do you see where I'm trying to make connect the dots? Well, yeah, I think a lot of the rules of thumbs have been disproven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, hey, you can draw 5% out of your portfolio at 65 and you can adjust it each year with inflation. You'll be fine. That one is not working right now because of where interest okay. rates are. Um, what else? Um, you, you go through periods of time where, oh, passive investing is the only way to go, like 2006 okay, or like now. Um, I like, I do like passive investing, Rob, for a lot of large-cap U.S. and mid-cap U.S. Love passive investing, but when I go overseas, I do a little active, and when I go fixed income right now, I'm definitely active. Um, takes a little bit more management in a rising rate environment. So, and one of the things that I was going to talk to you about today is you can't ever just make a blanket statement in investing, and it's going to be true forever. Like, something is always bad. Well, first of all, the only thing that you can say is that if you invest and you continue to invest for a long period of time, you will be well rewarded in stocks. But when it comes to, you know, little things like, for example, all annuities are awful. Right. That. 
that's a statement that you just can't make anymore. You can't quilt it. You can't Afghan it. You can't blanket statement. Huh? Huh? That, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me? Um, <laughs> but yet, I, I, I want to fight with you a little bit because I think some statements can be made with a little asterisk. Like some of those private REITs that I see where the, it almost sounds like they're guaranteeing results, like 7 8%. Who's got the, right. the, you know, the cojones to do this? Only crazy people who want to make money. Like, <laughs> I agree. Okay, some of them work out, but some of them should be held at an arm's length, a baby's arm's length with an apple at the end, saying, is this a pro-pro for me? So, but anyway, I get you on the annuities. So what else do you want to hit on annuities as far as, how do you tell a good one from a bad one, per se? Well, there's still very, very few. So you can almost say 99% of annuities are bad, and for most people, they're horrible. Like, if you're under 55 and you're buying an annuity because some banker or broker told you it's a good way to build wealth and have guarantees. They're just looking for a big fat commission. And that's the Department of Labor doesn't even like those people. That's where they're trying to pass the fiduciary rule. It, it, annuities are not a way to build wealth. They're either a way to protect income or uh, you know, provide a level of safety to somebody that's going into retirement. And the problem is, is that there's very few good no-load or commission-free annuities. So there's there's several no-load annuities now where you can take bond money, invest part of it in stocks, but still have a guaranteed income for life. But if they're no-load, you can get out anytime you want, because those are going to be awful once interest rates on the 10-year treasury are about, about 4%. So if you're, you know, let's say you're 55, 60 years old, you don't need income for about five years, but you want to get some more fixed income exposure but you're scared of interest rates going up and bonds falling in value, a no-load variable annuity that has an income guarantee based on your original investment plus some is a good bond alternative for people that are close to retirement. And then uh, did you happen to see that article that Roger Ibbotson's wrote regarding indexed annuities recently? No, I did not. Please tell me. Robert Roger okay, so Ibbotson. Roger Ibbotson. Ibbotson's an associate's. I mean, these guys Famous. were around, um, you know, you, you know these guys. They're, they're kind of like the uh, most well thought of back in probably pre-2000s in terms of modern portfolio theory and putting together pie charts and analyzing portfolios and, and putting together the right asset classes to make an optimized portfolio. And they were eventually bought by Morningstar. So Roger Ibbotson is really well thought of in the industry. And index annuities, those are something that uh, there is hardly any good ones out there, Rob. Most of them are terrible. They tie people's money up for a long period of time. But they are maturing. There's now commission-free indexed annuities where they pay the, the person that buys them much better because there's no commissioned insurance agent involved. So they've taken like 5% of the fees out of the front end, and they've gotten rid of them. So they're getting better. It's like the world is maturing in, in these things. Anyways, he did an article, and he, he basically proved with some back studies that a portfolio that, instead of just being 60% stocks, 40% bonds, if you take some of those bonds and use a certain type of indexed annuity where it can go up a certain amount with the S&P 500, but it can't ever lose money, that the returns over the last many years have actually been a bit better. And then he overlaid them with a rising rate environment. And that portfolio with that mix in there either lost less when stocks went down or gained a bit more when equities even rose. Um, so 
pretty interesting result. It's, it's been one of the most popular financial articles in our industry over the last like three weeks or so. So you, you definitely have <laughs> sounds to exciting. It is. You know, it keeps me up at night. It sounds like uh, you know, get the, break out the candles, uh, th- fill up the hot tub with a not the hot tub, the bathtub with a uh, bubbles, and pull up some yeah. Ibbotson research. Yep. You can have your okay, S and Q filings, and I'll I'll do the Ibbotson research. That's fair. So, Sounds like a night. Um, <laughs> so we have a big event coming up. Um, can you plug it real quick? It's May third. It's an evening event, six thirty to eight thirty, Juniper Hotel. We've got about thirty seconds. Uh, yeah, retirement income strategies. So we got a rising rate environment, but you got rates are still low, and increasing longevity. So how do you make a portfolio last through the long term, and what are some of the tests that you can put your plan through to make sure that you pr- have a high probability of success? Sounds good. It's CFP Chad Burton from NewFocusFinancial.com. You can hear him 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as well as dropping into my show on a regular basis. You can go to NewFocusFinancial.com, sign up for the seminar Thursday, May 3rd, 6.30 to 8.30. Go to NewFocusFinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Hopefully, this is a new event for you, and uh, we'd love to see you there. So a lot of good ideas in retirement. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. It's always got a big event coming up. I'm starting to slow down in my life. I want to do less of those in the future. If you've been to more than two of them, don't come to this one, please. It's very repetitive at times because talking about retirement is about talking about your nest egg. It is talking about how to draw it down. It is talking about other issues um, you know, that are, are pretty routine. So and seeing someone come 10 times just feels like they're, they're breaking the system. It's not what it's meant to be. It takes a seat away from someone else. So if you signed up, and you've been more than twice, please unsign up. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 if you're already a listener. A bounce is coming, technically speaking. A bounce is coming. Wow. What a year 2018 has really been as far as drama goes. And, you know, what I've always said is save the drama for your mama. Mr. T taught me that many, many, many years ago. And this is a market that's had a very different January than a February than a March. How April plays out is still everyone's guess. Maybe the Trump administration went from, you know, happily hung over in January from the tax cuts throw to let's move on to the next thing in February to March. Well, that's not going well, so let's throw a fit. It feels like there is some hand-in-hand curiosity, if nothing else, between those three issues or the, between that, that trend is playing out. The Trump administration officials have softened the rhetoric, rhetoric on weekend news programs when discussing trade tariffs and tariff actions. So the tariff trade or the tariff sanctions, you know, when you see headlines like China puts a 25% tax or tariff, tariff is another word for tax, right? On U.S. cars that come from the United States that go there to be sold to their customers. China doesn't want that. China wants you to buy Chinese-made cars made in China, whether you're Chinese or you're American. We all want a golden toilet, but we can't all have a golden toilet. 
So there's a lot of rhetoric, and some of it is hidden in crazy statistics, and some of it's hidden into, you know, we all want to get along and create wealth and spread it around the world, and could we make things as cheap as they can make, and can we make them better than they make? A lot of questions. Chinese officials sound less diplomatic, noting that there are no trade negotiations happening at this juncture. So the White House throws out statements. Then some of their people come out and defend them. Then China throws out their statements. And then it's a, it's a cycle, right? So the market was closed on Friday. The real basis. Um, it closed on Friday in an interesting basis. It was down sharply. Doesn't it seem like we've said down sharply or up sharply a lot in 2018? There's a lot of bounces going on. Buyers showed up after the key technical level was breached and rallied the indices into the close. The 200-day moving average has been the line in the sand, so to speak. 200-day moving average, it's a technical term for traders. It's not a bad idea. It's a bad idea to get too caught up in sticks and balls and go, ooh, I got this all figured out. It's not a bad idea to look at technicals and moving averages. The 200 day is more of a longer term average. The 50 day is in the midterm and the 10 day is really short for short term traders. So if you want to look at a company like a Google, it doesn't hurt to say, let's take a look at how it's done over the last year. If you want to own it for a year, if you want to own it for a week and think, oh, by the time summer hits, I could pull off a 5% trade. Look at the last month or two. What sort of volatility has it given you? Now, see, that's when you start making assumptions. Chart patterns can be difficult to read, giving volatility in price movement actions, giving volatility in headlines, giving volatility in the, the price of the dollar versus other currencies. So sometimes it does turn into, you know, chicken bones, chicken bones, chicken bones. Uh, moving averages can help smooth out erratic movements from removing day-to-day fluctuations when you're making a decision. Not a bad thing. So if I were to buy company XYZ today and I were to look at the last 10 days, and I'd say, ooh, it's up 5%. But if I were to look at the last 200 days, it's down 30%. It's never had a good move up until the last 10 days. I'd say it's probably a little bit too early as an investor. As a momentum trader, maybe. It's down big. It's got upside potential. But then you start going, what does the company do? Rob, what does XYZ do? Rob, Rob, Rob. It's me, Kirk. Wake up. Three most popular types of moving averages are simple moving averages, exponential moving averages, and linear weighted moving averages. And I don't want you even hearing me. I want that thought to go in your head and out your head. I want you to flush it. I want you to be the piano teacher who's the best piano teacher in the world. I want you to be the go-go dancer that's the best go-go dancer in the world. I want you to be the race car driver that's the best race car driver in the world. I want you to be the radio producer to be the best radio producer in the world. my guest. Get in me belly. Um, so Get when, in you start my trend, belly. when you start playing games of, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race cars by day, hunt down purple gorillas at night. Oh, and in the afternoon, I'm going to be a day trader. Who goes, who does that? Who, who, who clicks their mouth at people? Whoa. But yeah, yeah. It's just me here with all the crickets. Would you eat live crickets? 
I would in a heartbeat. I Get in my belly! Crickets killed my brother. I'm on a rampage against crickets. Me and The Rock and a guy named Sway are going to eat all the crickets we can eat. Critics of simple moving averages see very limited value because each point in the data series has the same impact on the results regardless of when it occurred in the sequence. So a price jump 199 days ago has just as much of an impact on a 200-day moving average as one day ago. And that could have been 199 days ago. It could have been Hillary Clinton saying, I hate biotech companies. I'm now back to being an activist citizen and part of the resistance. (laughs) I love our country. I really do. And that's why I'm going to eat cookies all week. Uh, Linear weighted average is the least common moving average. And again, do you remember linear physics and linear anything? Algebra, like, do you remember this stuff? Why then do you start getting into, I'm going to be the day trader of all day traders? So when you start looking at moving averages, and sometimes you you can find a charting service online. I think Yahoo's got a very simple version of it. Big Charts does. There's some really cheap ones out there, but that's what they are. They're cheap. It's like I saw a friend post on Facebook a couple days ago. He's a news guy. News guy reads other news guys. Scott Budman. He's a good guy. Um, You should go to his page and like him. He's a good guy. So Scott Budman posts a a thing on Facebook. He goes, how much would you pay for Facebook? And there was probably 200 responses, and all of them were nothing. I I think that's foolish. Do you think if you go into a shoe store and say, I want shoes... And you're going to pay nothing. How, what do you think the quality of the shoes are going to be? And if someone were to say, okay, I'll give you free shoes. Don't you think there's going to be advertising on it? And then the advertisers say, well, I just gave you a million dollars shoe company. <clears throat> I don't know if anyone's actually wearing them. I don't know who they are. For all I know, they could all be homeless people who don't do a lot of shopping at my stores. <clears throat> so the shoe company is going to say, I, we put advertising on it, and guess what? We also wrote down the names and the jobs of people. And we'll give you that information to show it to you. And we'll also give it to your competitor as a way of getting them to give us free shoes. A lot of people on Scott's page were like, I'll pay nothing, I'll pay nothing. And yet we want something. You get what you pay for, right? Didn't mom and dad always say that? They also said something about wooden nickels. And to this day, I've never taken a wooden nickel. dun 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 but I have taken a couple wooden credit cards. That's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. So the big thing on charts that I pay attention for is when they start crossing over each other. Because you start seeing levels of support. You start seeing levels of breakout. You start seeing potential. Typically, when I see the crossovers, for me, I'm not going to put a lot of value in it other than to say that I tend to see crosses, and you'll hear them as death crosses a lot of times. As a negative event. So the stock is moving typically at a different pace. So when the 200 day or when the 50 day crosses over the 200 day and the 50 day or the 200 day is kind of meandering and the 50 day is moving quickly, it could show you a breakout. See, this is even tough to explain on radio. So I hate it. With that said, enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Morgan Stanley is upgrading General Motors to overweight from equal weight. Boeing announced that American Airlines has ordered 47 787 Dreamliners. I want one. Oh, $12 billion at list prices. 
Deutsche Bank traded 3.5% higher after naming a new CEO. Merck jumped 2.5% after its key Truda cancer treatment met the primary endpoint of phase 3 trials. I can start smoking. Maybe not, but that's the idea. Big event coming up. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use code radio 25. Listen to the commercials. You'll learn more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. We're getting older, ladies and gentlemen, and I can tell you an odd little factoid about Roberto Negro, a.k.a. me. I've learned, and I hope you've learned, too, that one of the biggest regrets I have, well, there's many big regrets. A... That I'm not part of the WWE because I really do think that with my body I could have been a big hit sensation. I really do. No, don't tell me shut up, fool. Um, no, no. My biggest regret is I didn't save more. I, I I left some love on the table. I left some money on the table. I left a lot of time. Oh, there we are. That's gonna get me crying. Time is money. No, time is something I've left on the table. And it saddens me. Because I already look at this year, 2018. And I go, I remember back in the 70s and 80s, and I always thought 2000 was so far away. I thought we'd have flying cars. But what I should have been doing was saving more money. I love all the loves of my life. But they've all moved on. And some of them I've spent serious money on or with. Experiencing things. And yes, you can never take the experience away of going on vacation with a beautiful woman to Miami, a beautiful town with beautiful people. Staying in a hotel that's Art Deco, a beautiful hotel with beautiful furniture. I regret some of that. For instance, one of my friends is a, a firefighter and he's been with many beautiful women in his life. He found the right one. He settled down. I bet in hindsight, all he ever wanted to do was settle down. And like, I look at the stock market. And I go, I wish I would have put more money in. There was one year that something happened with my HR department that I wasn't contributing money to a 401k. I was so busy. Listen to this nonsense. I was so busy. I didn't have time to look at my statements because everything was automated. Everything was online. And I just assumed that would go okay. Wrong. Couldn't be more wrong, right? So the biggest regret I have is, is time. And whether it's time for friends or family, or whether it's time for savings. Savings do well when you start early. Savings do very poorly when you start late. And how many things do you regret? How many things did you buy for your kids that you regret? How many things did you buy for yourself that you go, that's a cool shirt. It looks like the 1970s. And that day it fit, and the next day you washed it, it never fit again. And you're like, I paid 60 bucks for a shirt? Whoa. Crazy, right? I know you're saying, you're very sentimental, Rob. I love cinnamon toast. I agree. So take a look out there. And now you know. A couple other things I regret require medication to stop the itching. I'm not allowed to talk about those on radio or mention names. But I don't regret much. I used to say that, but the big regret I do have is not saving enough as soon as possible. Bitcoin tanks below $7,000, down to 6%, down 6% in two hours. The big old April tax filing deadline approaches tax-related selling has been a key driver of this month's sell-off. 
So when the tax selling stops, do people say, time to buy? Sometimes it's a strategy. I'm adding George W. Bush to my Council of Investment Advisors. All right, all right, all right. Good strategy. The strategy of Bitcoin is to figure out when people are selling or buying and getting excited and getting on the right side of that. I'm George W. Bush. You might be wondering where I've been for the last four years. Eight years? Oh, I can't do math so good, but here's your investment advice of the day. Don't buy Bitcoin. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean I should buy Bitcoin? No, do not buy Bitcoin. Oh, I know you're saying that's probably the worst George W. Bush impression I've ever heard. Hey, hey, see how much you're paying for that radio station you're listening to right now or that podcast? Once you up that number times a million, no, once you add a one to it and then times it by a million, because zero times a million is still zero, but one times a million, if you pay me one dollar and times it by a million, I'm in. So, okay, so Bitcoin down 7,000 is the threshold. Time to buy? Potentially. Potentially. But... I don't know. To me, it still it still doesn't have a lot of things that you can hold on to. Thomas Lee, who said that Bitcoin could go to a hundred thousand, as the Bitcoin mania was surging last year, head of research at Fundstrat Global Advisors, says U.S. households likely owe twenty five billion in capital gains taxes for their cryptocurrency holdings. To meet tax liabilities, investors are selling Bitcoin, which means they could have massive selling of the U.S. dollars ahead of the April tax filing deadline on April seventeenth. Stupid me! You're saying April. Tax filing April 17th. Isn't it 15? It tends to be what day it falls on. So were you compromised? Facebook is letting you know if you were or want. And there's online tools that you could use that are of note. Nike. Nike. Tiger Woods. Nike. Nike doesn't even make golf uh, clubs anymore. But yet he was walking around a golf course for 16 hours Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with a big old Nike swoosh, as was Jordan Smith, and man, oh man, was that an exciting finish. At the Masters, we're coming up to hole 15. Rob Black is asleep. It's on the green! Rob Black's still asleep. But Under Armour's got Jordan Spieth, Tiger, and Nike. The winner, Patrick Reed, also with Nike. You know which one I like? Nike. Under Armour's intriguing, but man, they've miscued as a business. Nike ain't miscued. I love this song. This makes me feel love for San Francisco. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.